The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms, we're talking dairy, we're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable, and what does it mean when they're using pesticides, and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. What time is it? Everybody, welcome to the second hour of Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to talk about all the things we love. In fact, it's time for top two in hour two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, with him, with him. Right, so these are the times that we give you guys two things that we are each sort of obsessed with or just can't stop thinking about. Do you want to go first? I do. Give it up. I am just... So you always... Okay. <laughs> Our friend John Whiffley has a barbecue trailer at the Abel Seed Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. That's yes. fantastic. Yep, fantastic. Okay, so he decided it would be a good idea to... After the success he had with making McJohnimal's burgers yeah. at the barbecue truck to replicate a truck, but it's the Anamale's burger truck. And that is at Bauhaus Brew Labs. And Bauhaus is a great brewery. Great. It's German. in a super old building that's really cool. It's Best they've got patio. a great courtyard. Yeah, it's really lovely. And so John opened the Anamale's burger truck there. So now he's got the two spots, and my husband's a big fan of the barbecue spot, but we hadn't been to the burger spot yet. So we went to the burger spot and had to get, first of all, there was pastrami on the menu, and he makes incredible pastrami, I know this. So we got this giant, thick slab of pastrami that we got with jalapenos on it. It's on a super delicious brioche bun. It was just fatty in all the right way, but not overly fatty, but had a nice crispy bark on it. It was a pastrami sandwich of literally life. It was so good. 
It's too bad you didn't come to my graduation party because we had them there. Yes, I would have just died. And then we had, I got a burger too. And Kurt was, I. it ended up that I actually liked the pastrami. I know. And he liked the burger because it's hard to pick because they're both, it's like so picking good. between two tens. Right. The burger was great, delicious, great mouthfeel, really delicious patty, a little white cheese on there. Again, a brioche bun. We did the pickled jalapenos and so many pickles that were just delicious. He really has the pickle to ratio of the burger down. I watched this woman picking off all of her pickles at like a table and I almost went over there and was like, stop, stop taking those pickles off your your hamburger. But I didn't. Yeah, no, because she has her own feelings. (laughs) Yes, she has her own feelings, but... Um, one other thing I'll say about Bauhaus Brew Labs, this is a top two extra. They have a new product called Bolo. It's not new. We've talked about Bolo a million times on the show. You you didn't even let me finish, friend. Okay. It's a watermelon, basil, lime Bolo. Okay. It is new for this season. Okay. And I talked (laughs) to the- They have a new product called Bolo? (laughs) I talked to the- (laughs) So there's my entry. you're in trouble. Entry right there. I was talking to the girls that were in front of me in line that were drinking it, and they were like- such seltzer connoisseurs. They were like, <laughs> this is the best one. Like, you know, how watermelon normally has like this horrible taste and it's kind of fake. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it was so good. And it was, so they let me taste it and it was delicious. I'm telling you, Bolo I'm is in coronavirus tasting strangers drinks. But, yeah, you know. we're endemic now. <laughs> but it's, I'm telling you, Bolo is the best seltzer in the market. Yeah. It's the best seltzer in the market. I really I just enjoyed said that. it. Uh, it's done. It's over. It's done. The, okay. the, the contest is over. Um, this, okay. So for me, I'm going to tell you, I went out to, uh, Stillwater last night. Jake and I drove out to Stillwater randomly. Um, but it's because, uh, giant baby has been delivering ice for Minnesota ice. And every day he texts me, he's like, Hey, we should go to high high. You know, (laughs) like, I'm like, Oh, I've never taken you to high high. Right. You know, because now he's seeing all these restaurants that I've never taken him to. And he's not like super happy with me on some of them. He's like, why haven't we gone to Ola Arepa? I'm like, I don't, I've gone to Ola a ton. I know. And I was like, okay. So anyway, so he goes, he was the one who told me that Stillwater proper was open. He's like, yeah, we delivered ice out to the Stillwater proper. And this guy, Joe, you know, he knows you. And I'm like, oh, I know Joe and who owns Lolo's and Lolita's and, you know, Lolo's Kitchen, all the rest. And I was like, yeah, he's like, and so he's like, we should go eat there. So we did because Jake delivered ice and we basically went and drove out to Stillwater to go to Stillwater proper which is a new restaurant and it's all local. And I know Lolo's has already sort of got that vibe, but what these guys, Stillwater proper is also kind of in conjunction with 45th parallel distillery. And so in the back of the restaurant, they have a room where 45th is about to, you know, they're still working on it, but they're trying to get the distillery part of it up and they'll have a tasting room and it's very cool. But otherwise they're just doing this sort of, locally focused menu of really good stuff and it was really fun and it was really busy and it was Sounds nice delicious. and we had togarashi fries which hello i saw you have those oh my god but i have to tell you it's really about the bologna sandwich <laughs> i saw that too <laughs> which was you and a bologna sandwich i know what is it like what is it know. in my life that suddenly and i literally she's like you're gonna love the bologna sandwich and i said is it thick cut or is it shaved like is it a pile or is it like a big slab and she was like um it's kind of shaped like she didn't know those were options, you know, and it was just it was lovely. And you know what? The, all of their drinks that they're doing have all local distilleries. That's it. Like you can't get Captain Morgan's. They Good. have Dom Fork. They Good. have Norseman. They Let's have support our people. Yeah. And it's really lovely. And just a shout out to Joe Aylins, who is like a really great guy and who has got he's doing that stuff. So there you go. That was my Stillwater proper right on Main Street. You'll find it. No problem. Come I your love second. it.
Okay, so my second one is two things. One is I want to just let you know that there's this thing called Nourish 101. Okay. And these are cooking classes that happened at the Seward Co-op. Oh, okay. And they're 10 bucks. Okay. And you take the class, and each time you go, you get recipes that are scratch cooking to feed a family of four. And they're very conscientious about price. Okay. So if you're someone that you want to take cooking classes, you're not a good cook, but you want to learn a couple techniques, I think you should go to the Seward Co-op because for 10 bucks you can learn these things. And some of the other cooking schools are a little more expensive. Yeah. So if you're budget conscious, but you want to get help, Nourish 101 is where it's at. Okay. I love it. Seward Co-op. Yep. Right. Um, is that your other one? Or well, is that- I have one more. Oh, okay. You want, okay. Well, we'll I, just, we can, you know. we'll, we'll finish up. All right. So the other one that I want to tell you about was, uh, was Harmony, Minnesota, which I drove down to this week. I to- love that you just had a place. I, I love it. I know. It's Harmony, Minnesota. The town is so cute. It is so like, I get it. Like I get why people would leave the cities and go live in this small town. It is the, the thing about it food wise is of course, Estelle's bar and grill right and estelle's is of course a member of the travail family in a very you know way matt brown you know mike brown's brother mike and dave brown's brother is the guy who moved down from the cities you know with his wife who's from the area and they opened this cute little small town eatery and it is wonderful and i had a plate of fries a carne asada fries that blew my face off they were so delicious i was so full because i could not stop eating you know um but it was just but the whole point of harmony as a town is that it is um you know it's right by the iowa border if you guys are looking for just a little day trip to go they've got cute little t-shirt shop they've got uh, a distillery for goodness sake they have a distillery with an indoor outdoor like pole barn distillery patio it's it's just lovely and there's plenty of amish fair <laughs> i did see there's so many amish there's so many amish one out of five amish kids four out of five <laughs> um but and then of course there is a cave there's a very cool cave tour that you can take down there and the niagara cave tour so um i don't know and there was uh we had a listener from maple grove she you know said hey and she i can't remember her name but we she was doing the cave tour and she was kind of having the same fun stuff. And I just thought we, you know, we need to do more day trips like that and just yeah, pop day down. Trips are two great. Hours. It was like a two hour car ride down that my mom and I just gossiped the whole way. It was wonderful. Uh, so that's my, so you have one more, you have a bonus. I do. My bonus is this drink I had at Meteor Bar last night that if I could describe the drink, here's what it felt like to me. It felt like standing in my garden with my eyes closed and smelling. Oh, because nice. what the, the drink was nice. gin, yeah. watermelon, yeah. basil, and lime. And it was just so fragrant and so delicious and just everything like summer in a glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the name of the drink was actually called Rob Jones Summer. I think it was, I saw it on, I saw it on the Instagram. I think it was like, yeah, something like that. So delicious at Meteor Bar. You got to have that drink, you guys. They have a CEO. It was fantastic. I love it. Okay, my last thing, I'm going to just pop it one more time. Please. The fact that France 44 has 25% off. Cheese. <laughs> I'm not kidding you guys. I went into that place and I was like, I was like, give me the cheese. And I bought three cheeses and I'm going to post them later because I also bought, and this is what I'm excited about, the pairing that goes with one of the funky cheeses, a sparkly white. That's what's great about France 44. You get your cheese and then you go next door and you, I just held up a piece of paper and I'm like, point me to this bottle please 
And they took me to the bottle and she talked about how great the pairing was and it was funky but like bright and sparkly. So I'm excited to do that tonight as my, uh, after I finally clear out my garage, <laughs> that's going to be <laughs> my reward because I need rewards. Okay. So there you go. There you go, you guys. That's our top six in our two. Yes. And there you go. It was we'll a be- bonus week. Bonus week. So we're going to take a break, you guys. When we come back, we are going to have a little chat about vaccination proof and restaurants and what's going on in the country and just kind of really dig into a little bit of like what it all means. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Hornitos. By now you've heard about the crazy real estate market and how homes are going for multiple offers. Well, friends, if you're thinking about selling, call Carrie and Sue at Lakes Area Realty and get started so that you can take advantage of getting top dollar for your home. This is Stephanie Hansen from The Weekly Dish, and I bought and sold a home last year with the incredible team of Carrie Elkst and Sue Durfee from Lakes Area Realty. The market moves really fast, and Sue and Carrie were able to help me get my home ready and on the market in three days. They even helped me hire a cleaner and a painter to make those finishing touches that can get you top dollar for your home. Carrie and Sue offer a free staging service where a professional stager comes into your home and tells you what pictures to take down, what furniture to move to the garage, all to get you top dollar for your home in this crazy market that doesn't seem nearly as crazy when you work with experienced people that listen to you and help you get your place ready to sell. Carrie and Sue at Lakes Area Realty are not a large team. Each time you go through a home, you deal with them directly. I had a great experience, so find Carrie Elkst, C-A-R-R-I-E, and Sue Durfee at CarrieandSue.com if you're buying or selling a house. That's Carrie and Sue at CarrieandSue.com from Lakes Area Realty. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Um, and as always, if you need to find uh, the show, you can find it on podcast. If you can't make it on a Saturday, if maybe next week you're traveling, don't forget, you can always just dial us up on a podcast wherever you find your podcasts. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about something that is kind of popping around the country. There's yeah. a lot of concern with the Delta variant and it's it's the fact that it has become so much more uh, prevalent and that it is spreading faster and in cases are up across the country. Locally, I think we're still in a good space. And I think that's important to say yep. is that locally we are not in any danger place. We're not in a, our government officials, our health officials. They are not worried. They have not put out a caution or a concern, but we are seeing it in other places. L.A. County has decided that they were going to ask for masks to come back indoors Um Vegas, they put out a, a thing that's saying basically they're going to all staff will be vaccinated. Guests will not be required. Yes. And all staff will have but all staff will have to wear masks. Yes. And and not the guests. Yes. Yes. That was my bigger thing um, that was concerning for me. Um, and then so we're uh, so we're wondering. So on the Facebook, I asked you guys in to and it, by the way, congratulations, everyone, for actually staying like not, you know, civil and just sort of being part of a conversation without but I, I expect that from the dishers. But anyway, we asked, you know, if uh, you feel restaurants asked to see your vax proof or only allowed vaccinated people inside, how would you feel about that? And it's a pretty mixed bag. I would tell you that a lot of people feel that um, there are people who say that I would feel safe and I would return to that establishment more often as long as they have a yummy IPA. Well done, Roxy. <laughs> um, and some people are saying I would love it. I'd be totally fine with it. But then other people are saying no. I just, uh, I don't, you know, I don't see the point. If you're vaccinated, then you're protected. You know, the unvaccinated know the risk at this point. Um, and there's a, a lot of thing about, some people are saying, she posted an article, Danielle posted an article about why vaccine passports won't make people safer. Um, and so this is, there's a lot of feelings about this. Um, and, and then, of course, people in the industry were saying, if you think restaurants are struggling now, 
this would be a thing that would be really hard for them. Um, and I love that Aaron, who is in the industry, she said, no way would I want to see this happen. People are already frustrated by many of the extra precautions taken, and I can just see the escalation of their lack of patience and tempers. And I guess here's what I'm saying is I think that for me, I'm already frustrated by the fact that I would have to wear a mask if I have a vaccine. Like that to me is something that I'm already feeling like, but that's, I get the feelings of like frustration with that because Mm -hmm. you're like, I got the vaccine. That was the whole point. And it's, I'm not the one at risk because we're saying that the vaccines work and that you're not going to die. And it's, you may get sick. You may still have the COVID. You may still get a breakthrough, but that you're not going to be hospitalized. It's not going to be a severe. You're not in the research just came out in the times this last week that you're the you're most likely not to get a long COVID kind of uh, ramifications for it. So why would we have to? I think there's a lot of nuances to this question. Yeah, because if you've had a double vaccination and you get a breakthrough case of COVID, you are likely not to die yeah. or be hospitalized. That's that. That's right. I- then if you are double vaccinated, but you wear a mask, you know, are you preventing spread? Are you prevent, like, can you be having been exposed to it and you're not getting a severe case of it, but then you're spreading it to unvaccinated people? It is interesting to me. I think at this point, the information has not been great that we've received about vaccinations and about the efficacy of it and about the uh, validity of it, but I, and also the legality of it. It is very legal to ask an employee to be vaccinated or they can't come to work. So these, it is legal. You're saying it is legal. It is legal. It's a part of a job. It can be said. It is also legal to ask someone like Al's breakfast apparently is to only come into your restaurant. If you have a double vaccination and you can prove it. That is also legal. When you keep saying double vaccination, are you telling me that if they have a J&J that they're not going to allow you in? No, I mean, if you've had one vaccination of a Pfizer, but you didn't follow up with the second okay. shot, you you're keep not saying double, double vaccinated. Yeah, I haven't even really. Okay. There are it. a number of people that have had one shot of Pfizer or one shot of Moderna and didn't go back for didn't the second shot. Got and it. that still is not considered protected. Okay. So okay. that's my distinction between the two. Okay. So here's my question. People think it's illegal. People to ask this of people right. either at the workplace or as a guest in a restaurant because of HIPAA laws. And I want to be clear, it is not illegal. Because you know this. It, absolutely. And yeah. it's also been adjudicated at the Supreme Court at this point. Well, and uh, yeah, because they did they did tell tell to Indiana University, they did back up the fact that Indiana vers- University is requesting or requiring students to be vaccinated to come back. And P.S. So is University of Puget Sound where Jake is going. And I can't be happier for it. So is McAllister. Yeah, I think all most of the most of the colleges are saying if you're you ha- to come and attend classes in person, you have to have vaccination. And so then the Supreme Court backs that up. And so then that makes it. And they said it for the hospital system in California that was requiring their workers to be vaccinated right. as well. Right. Because going to that school is a choice. They do have an online program, so you could still get access to the education. Working is a right. You know, it is, you don't have to work at this place if they're asking you to be vaccinated. Okay. And so when you go to Al's Breakfast and there's 15 seats, if you want to be the owner of Al's Breakfast and protect your employees, asking people to only come if they're vaccinated, I can, I understand why he's doing that. Are they, so are they requiring you to show the card when you walk in? I'm not exactly sure. Okay, because he's, this is the first one I've heard of here. I'm going to look just okay, to see. Good, because we do have Martha on the line and Martha has a comment. Martha, what's, what's your comment today? 
Oh, I was just uh, letting you know that I just got back from France two weeks ago, and and the re- what the rest of the world is doing with masks and restaurants. And in Paris, you have to wear your mask in restaurants unless you're eating in stores. And they're now requiring a vaccination passport to get into the museum. So got it. The rest of the world is requiring people wear masks in restaurants or stores and it's not stopping people right they're, yeah they're still wearing their masks they're still going out right there's a pandemic there's, yeah. a, there's a new variant you know the pandemic's not over yeah it's interesting yeah. That thank you, you martha appreciate your comments it is it is tempting to like want to be done with this and it is tempting to be armchair medical advisors right like we're doing right now (laughs) but i think what is important to recognize about this pandemic and this virus is this is and this is not we've not had this in a 100 years since the spanish flu since 1918 and so it evolves it's changing yeah no and i get that and for me though i i think the bigger part for me is the fact that when people don't want to get vaccinated i think that they should be curtailed if that's your choice and you don't want to be vaccinated then Maybe, I mean, the president of France basically said, fine, you guys stay home. We're not staying home, but you and the vaccinated, you shouldn't be allowed to go out and do these things. And I think that if you're going to be unvaccinated, maybe that's, I don't want to punish people, but I also don't know if it's right to punish, shut down all the restaurants again, just for the unvaccinated. I understand that point of view. So we have to take a break, you guys, and we'll come back and we're going to talk about maybe brunch. (laughs) We'll be right back. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka Salmon Share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. All right. Well, that is a very interesting conversation. I do feel like we're going to be having more of those as time goes. Yeah. I will say I was on um, the Al's Breakfast Facebook page. They're not requiring you to show them your vaccination papers. Okay. They are saying, please don't come if you're not vaccinated. We only want to make seats for vaccinated people. There were questions about kids who can't be vaccinated. And he said, kids can come. Just please make sure they wear their mask. And then someone asked about medically compromised people or people who can't get vaccinated. And he said, then you probably don't want to come here and sit next to 12 people in a very closed space. Let's be clear. If you don't know what Al's Breakfast is, it is a counter. And everyone passed. Even beyond a counter, it's a closet. Well, I mean, that's my point. Like, it's just a counter. There's no room. And, like, people stand behind the seats at the counter waiting for those seats to be taken. It is, it is, if you are medically compromised, you shouldn't, or immunocompromised, that's not the place for you. No, it's probably not. No. 
So, yeah, so it's okay. very interesting. It I is. would say comments are running about 70% for, 30 against. But and, Yeah, and I think just, you know, I like I said, we here in the Twin Cities, we are not as, we have a high vaccination rate. We do. We have a 70% plus. And so I think what we're saying is that, you know, right now we are not L.A. County, but we're just watching that to to think about being prepared for what's potentially could come. We don't know. And I do think it is interesting, the European perspective, because uh-huh. they are all still wearing masks in a lot of European places. They deal with a lot of tourists there. Yeah. Um, I wonder about. Yeah. Travel. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. All right. As we talk about Al's breakfast, all I want is a pumpkin pancake or a blueberry pancake. I actually said to Kurt, we need to go there and have blueberry pancakes today. Um, Okay, so last week we started talking about brunch. And the reason I brought it up was because the restaurant landscape has shifted, right? Hours have shifted. What's open, what's not open has shifted. So many. So much. Brunch has shifted, right? Because a lot of places that maybe had brunch aren't open. So I just wanted to know, like, where are people going to brunch? And I got some really interesting replies. Oh, So I'm going to share those with you. Okay. All right. So Stepchild is a place that I have not been, but I know you have been. Yeah, love it. And where is it exactly? Is it Northeast? Yeah, it's it's a kitty quarter from Certix. Okay. It's it's in the old JL Beers spot, if you ever knew that. Got it. That was over by, it's across the street from Certix. Yeah, it's next to Pinku. Pinku, yeah. Yeah. People really are loving their brunch and thinking it's great. And I know that you had good things to say about I, yeah, that. Yeah, I've had a great... I like the vibe in there. The vibe is so nice. I like it. That's a nice, good. classy spot. Yeah. Um, St. Dinette is also a nice, modern, classy spot. Sure. And that's in St. Paul over by the Farmer's Market. And they do a great brunch there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's in St. Paul. And then Handsome Hog, of course, in St. Paul, mm-hmm. the Justin Sutherland Southern spot that also has a huge patio outside. Yep. Um, I would say the number one response of where are you guys going to brunch has been the Lynn Hall. Yeah. There are two locations. There's one near Southdale and there's one that's in funny, South That's Minneapolis. probably the last place I've brunched too, really, when I think about it. Really? Is yeah. Lynn Hall? They yeah. have something there called the Burger Bundle. Uh, excuse me, the Brunch Bundle. Yeah. And this looked really fun. It is a, for 28 bucks, you get one pastry, one brunch entree, a cup of coffee, and a mimosa. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I thought that would be fun. They also have something called the pastry board where for 20 bucks, um, you get five pastries, butter, jams like that could just be your brunch right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, have Except you had for- the shakshuka at Lynn Hall? I have not personally had the shakshuka, but I've heard I've seen people eat it and have thought I should get that. Yeah, it's super good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In St. Paul on Payne Avenue is a really sweet place called Tongue in Cheek. And they are doing brunch if you have not been there before. They've had brunch. I think I've only ever had brunch there. It's a it's just a really great spot. Um, It is cute. And it's over also by Brunson's, which also has uh, a brunch Mm -hmm. that they do there. So let's see the um, the tongue in cheek brunch is they've got a bunch of sets menu items, but then they've also got little things that you can add on. They have some good organic or I mean, vegan stuff, too, by the way. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their eggs Benedict is apparently where it's at mm-hmm. for that. That is tongue in cheek. And then Brunson's has brunch also. Benedict's and Wyzetta. Obviously. Uh, I mean, I've like they're just there. breakfast every good. day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the vibe. And the whole breakfast bar, I should sure. mention too, both sure. in St. Paul and opening in St. Louis Park. You, I know, I've not been to this place, but I know you have because you mentioned it, the Hen House. Oh, Hen House is, but Hen House is, um, 
like classic downtown eating. It's the old Peter's Grill. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yes. If you know anything about that. But it does have a good, you know, it's got a good breakfasty thing. And they've got great pie if you want to have pie at brunch. And I think it's like for downtown workers especially, it was always great to go have breakfast during the week if you're having a breakfast meeting. Yeah, yum. The French toast for me there was always spectacular. Have you had the omelet at St. Genevieve? I mean, I've had many omelets at St. Genevieve. Never at brunch! I've ordered them other times, though. I like this brunch. It's a Sunday only these days, but it's a really, like, good, classy ladies brunch. If you ever want, like, like, here's the deal. For those of us who are not into the mimosa game, but love a sparkling wine at breakfast or, or at just brunch. champagne. That's Come what I'm on. saying. Like any, but I, the cremants for me are better than yes. anything. And so a cremant and a lovely egg omelet at St. Genevieve with a little bit of the greens on the side. Perfection. That is a perfect, that's the perfect brunch for me right there. Me too. But you know? put a little French bread with some good unsalted butter. sweet some, butter, some cultured butter, the kefir <laughs> some, like, butter, really good I know butter. You're drilling into that. <laughs> hey, did you know PS steak is start is doing brunch now? I did not. Yeah. So they just started doing, brunch um and they are i don't know i haven't looked at it but i'm excited to see it i because it's like a big old you got to think it's a big steakhousey brunch right so like lots of eggs benny some hash okay here's what we got here folks Ooh, it looks very delicious and this is reminding me what they do have shakshuka stuff they do too yes at ps steak um they've got eggs steak and eggs a crab eggs benedict the delicious hash browns oysters yum yeah that really looks like it's going to be great I also love um, the brunch that they have at um, uh, Baltimore. Speaking of oh, steakhouses gosh, yes. and Six Smith, yeah, great. That's like the really big like steakhouse boom 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 brunch. Yeah, um, the Monte Carlo too has a good family style brunch where they bring out like the the eggs and the bacon and the home fries and to every- your table. Yes. Yeah. How do you feel about like, is there anybody doing buffet brunch anymore? I mean like chafing dishes in the whole nine yards. Uh, Baltimore was, Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if they were like, I didn't know if that came back. It's, it's a little slow to come back. Yeah. I think people are still a little, which is careful. weird because, well, I guess it's like breathing on other people's food, I guess is a weird True. thing, but sneeze guard. Yeah. Uh, Alma's in Minneapolis. Uh, Alma. Cafe Alma? Cafe Alma, great place. Because when you say Alma's, I think Alan Alma's. Oh, yeah, the boat. The boat. Hazel's, Northeast. And in St. Louis Park, spot. you know, the, uh, oh no, Hazel's Northeast. You're thinking Hazelwood, Hazel which is also quite good. Yeah. I've been one, there twice. Yeah, that's a Scott Foster. Well, they're in, they have that spot in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, started at Tonka Bay. Is that where it started? I yeah. did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, High Low Diner. I know this is not like brunch per se, but it is donuts and it is delicious. Well, it's a diner. And it is a diner. They have, so they br- have breakfast. They've got eggs all day. They've got the bagel, you know, the things on on waffles and all those sorts of things. I think Sun Street Breads is a good place to mention, as well as Groundswell Bakery for biscuits and gravy. Groundswell is great out in St. Paul. And that is uh, in the Midway area, I think, isn't yep, it? And it they sure is. Is, it's a great coffee shop, bakery place. That is a good spot. Good biscuits and gravy. Yeah. And then Good Day Cafe in St. Louis Park is a great spot. Kind of midway to meet people. and Yeah. So those are my brunchity brunch ideas. Let me ask you this. Are you like, here's a question people often ask about Bloody Marys. Where do you find your best Bloody Mary? Okay. Because you have done a Bloody Mary. feels about Bloody Marys. Yeah. Um, I think one of the best Bloody Marys is also a great brunch spot that I have not mentioned yet, and that is Holman's Table. And that is Holman's downtown St. Paul. Yep. That is the airport. Okay. 
area out sure. there. Our friend Charles Lovejoy is out there working, oh, he and is. he is doing his delicious Lovejoy's Bloody Mary mix. Thai basil. He's also got a classic. Yeah, I great Bloody Marys there. Okay. Um, also great Bloody Marys. I would say it's called. Is it four hundred one? It's right off of two eighty and thirty five E something Tavern. Two. 80. 35W, um, kind of in Northeast off of Johnson Street, 401 Tavern, something Tavern. Oh, the 400 Tavern. Yes. Yeah, okay. Great Bloody Mary there. Yeah, off of, yeah, St. Anthony Park or whatever. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Delicious Bloody Mary there. Also a really good Bloody Mary at No Neck Tony's in Stillwater. Oh, that's what I remember about that place. Yeah, like yeah, no super good Bloody Mary. Okay. How about you? I don't know. I'm trying to. I, it's weird. It's like I don't have. I don't really tend to order Bloody Marys anymore because I feel like they sort of have disappointed me. So then I don't want it. I like to order Bloody Marys. I know on a Sunday. That's kind of my. But jam. I don't like to get. See, and I I like less booze. I actually like the Virgin Bloody Marys. I just want tomato juice that's kind of jammed up with stuff. But for me, you know, if you're gonna do like the big crazy Bloody Mary, it's out in Victoria. You know, there's Floyd's. Floyd basically has one of those places that's done the Happy Meal. Bloody yeah, Mary a chicken wing and a burger. Like a burger and, and all that stuff. Do you remember when, yeah, Hot Dish used to do one that was crazy like that? I miss that place. I know. And Ice House used to do one. places that you miss. I know. I know. There's a lot of those. Um, but I can't remember. Nighthawks has a good Bloody Mary. Who? Nighthawks. Do they? Yes. I haven't been there it's in a long time. Yeah. Sometimes just a good, like, good juice and lots of um, herbaceous. Yeah, I basically want, like, a lot of tomato juice. If I'm, and I don't, I honestly don't care if I go gin, vodka, tequila. I just, I don't like the whiskey funny in the Bloody Mary. It doesn't work for me. Um, Habanero rum, sometimes yeah, that's, that's great. good, too. But I also want, I want seasoning and I want citrus. Like, I like the, like the I want a pickle and I want an, an olive grate. I want that salty bit. But I definitely want citrus in there. And sometimes you don't get a lime I or something. I require citrus in my Bloody Mary. Yeah, that's funny you like, say that. Otherwise, it's too cloying, yeah. kind of. You need that acid to break it up. And the juice makes it a little thinner. Yeah. Sometimes Bloody Marys are so thick. It's like, I didn't want to drink my soup. Yes. I know you didn't. Yeah. You didn't want to have to like no, ladle it's like up a your cocktail. Yes. Yeah. There's that. As a cocktail. That's true. All right. Okay. So when we come back, we'll have the locals to love for you. And we are the weekly dish presented by our friends at Jim Beam Hard Seltzer, the highball. Which you stuff. have not given me. I've got them. They're delicious. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Oh, Bruno Mars. And that was Anderson like epic. It's a lot of stuff. Sure um, is. Hey, so uh, we did have a question earlier just about getting takeout for the Olympic watching kind of thing. Yeah, like and, what's your takeout move for watching the Olympics here the next 10 days? And I, it's hard because, you know, it, the timeline of everything is not great because it all happens at like when we're sleeping, you know, everything that's yes. going on. So we wake up and you're like, oh, Oh, we just learned who won what or things like that. So it is hard. But if you are going to watch, I don't know. I would tell you that, you know, if you're going to get, I don't know if you're going to get Japanese food in my mind because you're watching it in Japan. That's fun. That's what I would do. And so I would go either. I actually, we just said Pinku and I think Pinku has like, you know, great little pickup Japanese, you know, sushis and rolls and wontons and stuff like that. That's fun. And then I would do ramen. I would go get like the, the ramen, you know, takeout from if you can, from Zenbox. I think they're still doing... I don't know if they're doing pickup. Delicious ramen. But yeah, I would go get ramen or um, I would make ramen or get noodles or dumplings, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about you? 
takeout for, I think, I mean, I'm just pizza. Because <laughs> it's so easy. I really am right. craving three pizzas. Oh, what are you craving? Craving and missing, because I don't live right by it anymore, so I'd have to go there and get it. But the Mavericks Taco Pizza on Randolph Avenue. Yeah, that pizza thing. just lays me how good it is. Right. Also okay. craving the ricotta meatball pizza from uh, Black Sheet Pizza. Sure. Also craving the pepperoni pizza from Skinner's Pub. Oh, God. Skinner's has got also a lot of play in my today. neighborhood. I a know. And that's now that I'm thinking about it because I'm like, oh, the pizza at Skinner, super thick, cheese robe, square Minnesota slices. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's pizza. talk a little bit about what's uh, what's happening and what's going on in town. Um, did you know? So, Awamni is officially open. <gasps> so good. We had such good dinners we there. We did. We really I did. I just, I want that place to be successful. Well, I think it will because you can't get a reservation until like good. next year. I'm glad. And, but here's what I do want you guys to know is they still have uh, first come, first serve seatings. So, like downstairs, the lower level, that terrace has all walk up tables that have uh, QR code ordering. And you just, you know, you flash it and then you kind of decide. Even what you want, and they'll bring it to you, and you just sit there. So it's a really good way option. It is a lighter menu. You may not have all the things that you've seen all of us ordering and talking about, but um, it's kind of a nice way to experience it until you can get that reservation. Yeah, I had a lot of the. Ta- I had a, we had a couple tacos. It was good. Um, I thought, yeah, like the tacos and then like the salads. I would absolutely eat any of those salads again and just sort of sit down with it, or like a little sandwich, the ching chingenyapi, I think it is called, which is the corn salad, the corn breading salad. Um, because it's not bread, because there's no wheat. Um, but I think it, that's fun that that's open. Here's yeah. a question for you: <clears throat> Have you heard of this cantilever distillery up in Rainier, Minnesota, International no. Falls? Mm-mm. It's right next to International Falls. It's called Cantilever, and it's a distillery and hotel built basically on the border, the Canadian border. And um, they've got this cocktail room. It looks really great. It makes me want to go up north and have a, like a little trip. You should. It's a five-hour drive straight up. I tried to invite you to the cabin. No, you actually no, didn't. I did for the first time this year. You didn't. I did two weeks ago. And you said, no, you couldn't because you didn't have time because the giant baby's going to school. Well, you didn't give me a date, though. Oh, I have to, like, give you an exact date? Don't don't you think you have to invite someone for a thing when you say, you don't go, hey, come over for dinner. And then you just leave it out there, do Good you? Good point. So usually when he's like. So I have to say, do you want to come to our cabin what do you the think? third weekend of August? Yeah. Wouldn't okay, you say let that? Me think about it. But. <laughs> God, uh, all right. I'm just not even betting on it until next year, so yeah, don't even maybe. worry about it. But honestly, every weekend is you know, and it's, but you ask me now, the I very know, end I of July. Ask you at the end, because that's the way, when I know when all the families have come and gone. But I want you to understand that I understand my priority scape on this because in the beginning of the summer, you tell me about how they're all booking up. Yep, and I'm not a part of that process, nope. so don't nope. worry, I got it. So funny. Totally got it. Hey, um, are you going to do any Aquatennial things? Is that at all interesting to you? Or? Yes, we were going to the fireworks tonight until we now have, have to, to go, go up on north. a reconnaissance mission to find things. our pontoon lift that's floating in Burnside Lake. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, bummer, because I will tell you that there was a whole shore of folks lined up for the water ski show last night. Oh, I think they're doing the water the, ski yeah. show again tonight. Yeah, so, the river rats. Free entertainment. 
That water ski show is a fun. blast. It's a blast. What's, do you know what the theme is this year? No, I don't. But it's on the West River Parkway down yeah, by, it's by Prize in front Brewing. of Prize Brewing. And that's kind of a fun thing to go to Prize, get a couple beers, and then amble your way down to the to the river. Um, the, the when we saw it that year that I went with you, I think it was like a Star Wars theme, and it was great. Yeah, that was, was uh, when great. we opened our business down there. Yeah, I love that. Um, so also what's happening, uh, I want to let you know about the Sunday Thai market. I'm very excited by this. The Thai, the Buddhist temple. Oh, uh, you were telling me about this. Yeah. The, I want to call it, I mean, I'm going to say the name wrong. It's, it's a, it's Wat Prom Wat Chirayan temple and it's in St. Louis Park. And, um, it's this really like they have all the tents set up and they're having a Thai market on Sunday and it's basically stalls and goods. And then of course. So much like barbecue pork I wanted to and papaya salad bag. and egg rolls and all the good things. And But here, if you miss it this weekend, they do have two more in August and one more in September. Okay. Because they're just doing them. Yeah, love it. And I think it's kind of smart. So I'm really excited to Will go see that. Will you put that on the, do you have a Facebook post about that or can you put that on the show page? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's in the feed. You oh, know what in I mean? your feed. Got yeah, it. it's okay, in the feed. Sorry. So, I missed your feed this week. Sure, sure, I've sure. been reading it every single week, though. Good for you. <laughs> I have. Okay. No, I appreciate that. Did you play the Google game that was released yesterday in honor of the Olympic Games? You know, Google always has. No, there's a game. Oh, Stephanie. It is so Stephanie March. It's not even funny. It's about a cat that takes. uh, There's seven games you can play through this one thing. It's been developed. It's anime. It's incredible. I did notice it had like a. It has a click. It looks like a, it looks like a, yeah, it's like a video game. You should watch it and do it. It's so up here in Jake's alley. Okay. It's got your name on it. Okay. I'll do it. I'll I'll check it out. That looks fun. Um, Keepsake Saturday, by the way, is back open to do their fun weekends. If it's kind of time to start thinking about orchards again, is my point. Yes. I mean, like we're kind of closing in on, you know, some of the early, early apples are starting to kind of, you know, pop around, but you know, there's a lot of fun things and Keepsake is one of those great places also because it's, you know, it's hard cider. They've got some of the really great hard ciders. Delicious. Yeah. Sweetland I, Orchard. There's so many good ones. There are so many. These guys are doing, though, Keepsake has a thing this weekend where they're doing, you know, they had Red Hen Gastro Lab cooking yesterday, this Puerto Rican food, really netty calms, really good stuff. But they have toasties at their farm. They've got live music on Saturdays. Sunday, they're doing BOGO glasses of cider for anybody who bikes to the cidery. That's cute. I think that's cute. Yeah. Right? They're like, you can do it. Come Exercise. On. Come right. on. I love it. So buy one, get one. Um, uh, by the way, Wild State Cider, that's up from Duluth. Don't even get me going. Wow. They're going to be out at Seavers Fall Festival. Are they really? With an apple pie cider and a raspberry hibiscus cider. They're so good. Okay. Which I'm, one did you like? I had the, I had the semi-dry because I'm like not, I don't want any of that sugary stuff. I want dry, dry, dry. It's I want it really to be great. like parching in my face. The, also, the classic and the pear are good, too. Oh, God. I've had Wildly. a million of those. Let's do a cider segment. Yes. Okay, we'll do that. Loving it. <laughs> this is the Magic of show Radio. Planning. Yo, show planning on air. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this weekend. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.